Welcome to the Martial Mind Podcast, where three training brothers exploring life and the universe through the lens of Shaolin Kung Fu. When did we transition to like an acapella Seinfeld? <laughs> Cereal, come on! All I eat is all I eat is refined carbohydrates. That's what, it. What's with these airline peanuts? Well, he was on the he was on the 1990s like low fat all carb diet. You know what I mean? <laughs> just all car, just all carb and white Nikes. That's it. That's Atkins all is still credible at that point. <laughs> Back when being healthy meant you ate cucumber sandwiches with like light mayonnaise. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. That was healthy. You went to a diner and got like cottage cheese and Jello. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which oh. is just milk jello. You know, you are, for a oh. light snack, you'd have grape skins and a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, have a, I'll have a nice Capri 100 because I'm because I'm trying to lose. Oh, weight. I was it's a like fat kid. Slims. I was a fat yeah. kid, so I've been through all of it. I've been through like the whole like eat a grapefruit for breakfast shit Ugh. with no sugar. Okay, you Ugh. know what I mean. Okay, Blame. listen. Can we just can we just be honest? G- grapefruit is like if you put an orange and a can of seltzer into a microwave. <laughs> And like that's what like you put it into like a into a mixing machine and like that's what it's just bubbly, angry orange. It's a melon that doesn't taste good. It doesn't want you to eat it. It's the least grape of all the fruits. So I don't <laughs> like get you it. cut it open and you put it you put it close to your ear and it's just going. Fuck! It's the fruit equivalent of of shinning a coffee table in the middle of the night. <laughs> and it's like yeah, my grandmother would be like, well, what you got to do is you got to just put a little sugar on it and you just. Shake, oh, so you have to turn it sugar. into a different fruit you to make it edible? Shake sugar over it. <laughs> yeah. You gotta cover it in mayonnaise and fry it. <laughs> that was the solution. If you wrap it in that bacon. solution everything. Yeah. I if you... One time, this is why I was a fat kid. One time we were trying to like get more vegetables in our diet and be healthier, so my mm. mother figured out that she could egg and bread cauliflower and deep fry it, and then there we go. We got Dude, deep more fried cauliflower. Deep fried cauliflower is fucking banging, though. Yeah, it is banging, it's but so you think good. it's good for you? Genius level no. workaround. It's vegetables. They're just fried. Yeah, right, exactly. It's like having a good Caesar. It's like I'm having a salad, like, yeah, covered in 2,000 calories of cheese and dressing. <laughs> yeah, it's a bag of croutons with a piece of lettuce in it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> I've been there, though. I love my croutons. They're important. That was, that, that was one of the things, though, that, like, my, like, like a real disconnect, like like one of the main things on the top of my list of disconnects for like a kid to an adult is me being younger and like, it's like, coffee, employment and grapefruits. I just did not like my mom's like grapefruit. And I'm eating. I'm like what, what what is this? Why are you eating it? This is horrible. Throw it out. Dude, the level of <laughs> comfort I was at through high school and middle school, I had a glass of chocolate milk every morning. Dude, every morning. Dude, true mood. Dude, true mood. Chocolate milk. Sponsor us. Any, can anyone sponsor? <laughs> anyone? anyone? I don't know. I, don't I am know. on my knees begging you, please. <laughs> I don't know how on brand true moo chocolate milk is. <laughs> We're just sponsored by random companies. It's the most athletic form <laughs> <Yeah>. of Nesquik. <laughs> just just Marshall Mind Podcast brought to you by Goodyear Tires, Life Alert, and <laughs> if, if they made a grass fed chocolate milk, then I think it would be on brand. You know what I mean? Right. I think that, I think that would be what we would need. Well, it would be a grass fed way protein that tastes like chocolate milk. And all, and all the cows look like Joe Rogan. As well. <laughs> yeah. what, all the cows are like eating grass going, pull that up, Jamie. <laughs> just like spinning back kick scarecrows. Yeah. Like They're all the just cows bald just and in the sauna. The yeah. why, does that, why does that cow have a bow? Is that He's shooting other cows. He's swinging nunchucks around? <laughs> I don't think he uses nunchucks. Cows Who does use not. nunchucks? No one. 
to those girls that dance on TikTok and blow out candles with their nunchucks. Yeah, that stunt team that like re- uh, you know they recreate like like. Like there's a girl walking the street and she gets pushed by some guy and then it's like this dramatic fight. Hey man, I know nothing about that. What I do, I don't know nothing cool. about nunchucks, so I can't actually say shit about nunchucks and like whether they work or not. But what I do know is that Ryan and I spent fucking an hour and a half last night going over the Chinese Danger Noodle, otherwise known as the Sanjiguan, otherwise known as the Three Section Staff. <laughs> oh, the Danger Noodle. The Danger Noodle, also dude. known as my crippling like self confidence problems made into wood. Well, <laughs> I, I found it hilarious that like the other episode. Literally, I think the last episode. We're, yeah, we're, we're, yeah, yeah. The yeah. last episode, we're like, "What dude. are you afraid of when you train?" And Ryan's like, "Dude, I'm so afraid of the three section staff." And like <laughs> next Thursday, Seagong's like, "All right, hope you're wearing your extra staff. thick diaper today, Ryan." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is called the three section staff, otherwise known otherwise known as the uh, the head seeking missile. Yeah, dude, bonk you. There's like real three section staffs, and there's those super light wushu ones because. Yeah, yeah. There's stuff that's done for performance and for flash, and there's stuff that's done that's lethal and martial. And they say that, like, lashing the three-section staff against the ground represents, like, like windmill just striking your opponent after they're <laughs> on the ground. But, like, at the same time, that's really not going to work out that way. You know what I mean? Mm. So the blossom of the three-section staff shouldn't really hit the ground because if you have a heavy weapon that's really meant for, like, battle, yeah. it's just going to bounce all over the place. It's going to have too much into it or it's going to sink itself into the ground or you're just going to damage your weapon yeah, I was going to say you definitely damage it that I, way and, and I use this analogy for both of you but just, just for the audience the entire class emotionally was the equivalent of like if you were on a roller coaster but the entire roller coaster was an hour and a half <laughs> and the whole thing was just made up of you going up a hill slowly and then you going down a hill repeatedly nonstop <laughs> for an hour and a half it was just because like we started off and he's like alright we're doing three sections I'm like Fuck! <laughs> but like in a good, like in a good way. But also like my nerves were like fuck, 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 fuck. Like so, we started and we started like with blossoms, and I'm like fuck. I'm like I can't, you know. Or we, or we started, we started with um, um, like basic drills that we could do, and then like we started moving into blossoms, and I'm like, God, I'm like damn it. I'm like okay, because you're, you're, it's scary, you know. I'm like wincing the whole time, and I just, I'm so afraid of getting hit. So I would do like, I'm like okay, let me just start by like swinging it once, and then not be, be okay with like that and then let me swing it and then whip it around to do like half a blossom and then stop it and like i had to do that for the first like 20 minutes of class and then we started doing line drills with it so now everyone's just watching you do oh, it oh man and we're i mean i mean and everything he had us doing was scarier than the last thing he had us doing because i mean it's like are right, we gonna do blossoms across the floor then you're gonna while you're spinning it you're gonna turn around and do reverse blossoms and then transition it into spinning it over your head which could also hit you and break your nose, and then bending over so your your uh, your chest is parallel to the floor, and you're gonna spin it behind your back and whip it back up. I mean, you're doing ba- barrel rolls with it, and and you're uh, yeah, it was. But I gotta Ooh, say, barrel roll. I gotta say, we all by the end of the class, it was actually a really good class. Barrel it, it, rolls, diving rolls while you're like whipping flailing, it, flailing uh, at like ankles, you know, like yeah. flailing on the ground, like you spin it and then roll and keep the motion and then do like like the like. Just working your dexterity, you know what I mean. But I, I gotta, I gotta say, it it really was a, a really awesome class in the sense that like he was, he was, Sigong was also doing that because they're like, you know, sometimes there'll be like not a lot of people there, and he's like, fuck it, he's like, he's like, only you know five people showed up to class, we're doing something cool today because fuck everybody else, you know. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> well, it's not even that. It's like, there's space, and like you're okay, you're the ones that showed up. So instead of continually like we grind, you know what I mean? Like a lot of schools don't grind the way that we grind, and we're like we. We we actually oh we have a visit from a kitty oh there's it's a Minnie. big old chunker um I, I heard a noise Minnie. but yeah hey, so like oh you know a lot of schools it's all about it's all about flash because they want to keep people in the door 
you know? Yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's to the, um, you know, it may, may not look like the greatest business decision on the outside is to force people through this, but it's for the integrity of the system. It's for the integrity of the school, mm. and it's for the integrity of the lineage, you know what I mean? And the material. It's, it's like, really how, noble. Yeah, how, how do you know if you have it unless you have gr- did the grind? You know, so when everybody's in class... We kind of stick with that. He's like, all right, we got to work on this. This guy, this has to get fixed. X, Y, Z needs to get fixed. A, B, C needs to get tweaked. We need to make sure we have our basics. We need to make sure we have this. We need to make sure we're efficient and lethal. And then some days it's like, okay, great. Well, today we're doing snake. Today mm-hmm. we're doing three-section staff. Today we're doing double daggers. You know what really I mean? really cool shit. And, and Yeah, but like it doesn't always happen that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because then the other days we'd be like, all right, all your forms back to back. Let's make sure you guys have the cardio. And then he'll watch people drop like flies and be like, you need to work on your shit. You need to work on your shit. You need to work on your shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 A, um, a big, uh, what's interesting is a big part of training. Um, and I think this will, this will be a good, a good summary point before we, before we get It's also in. a good segue into what I yeah. wanted to bring up. Um, mm. But a, what a good thing about like a hidden part of training, especially when you get to like the advanced level is the idea that like in the beginning and the intermediate class you're more really just focused on your basics to to kind of endless degrees with different variations but for the most part it's tendons and ekins light skills basics pad work like it's a lot of it's a lot of that a lot of stance work a lot of forms where right but the right student will have an empty enough cup that it doesn't seem basic and it's all exciting what I, what i meant was was that for the for the for the advanced class like a part of training is is really like being prepared for not knowing what you're going to be doing in class, because like yeah, yeah you're also like Patrick Starred right now. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's just uh, listen. I'm in. You I'm look in, so ventilated. I, Dude, I'm very ventilated. I sleep like I fell out of a helicopter. Like it's just, <laughs> like, like the you know the uh, the one like the you're type, in, like your mid fall. Yeah, exactly. You know that <laughs> the picture, in mid air just. In Family Guy, when people fall down after they've been like gotten their ass kicked, they have this one pose where their arm is the like folded behind over. the back, and yep, it's like that's how I sleep. That's so funny. <laughs> the Tom Segura. Like, like, like Tom Segura like post dunk. Like you're like, <laughs> oh, talk, like, yeah, like you're oh talking God. to your wife in front of your bed and someone just like runs by and knocks you out and just keeps running. You're just like, <laughs> you just fall into bed. Get That's Tony how I look. Yeah. Into the you just, they punch you, you turn, you just have your pajamas on. Like they just, <laughs> um, but quick thing with, with the advanced classes, like the other part of that training, just to clarify, just to clarify my point that it was, uh, you know, you know, with, with with the beginner class, the intermediate class, you have a, a general idea of like kind of what you're in for in the sense of like again, like like us going into the beginning, the beginner or the intermediate class, you know, and, and not that it's easy by any means, but just like what, like technique wise, we kind of have a general idea of kind of more than likely what will be going on where like with the advanced class, it could be a class like that where it's like, all right, we're going over like you better have all your fucking basics down because we're going over all them today. And if they look like garbage, I'm gonna be upset for an hour and a half, and you're <laughs> gonna have to deal with that because like you guys suck. Or he'll be like, "We're going over a weapon you guys have never used before ever." So also be good at that as well at this time. And it's like fuck. It's like it's so it's it's really being like you know you know crossing your t's and dotting your i's in class and outside of class and like maintaining that level. You know, there's a difference too in like. When it's you individually on your own, like when he's like, all right, everybody's going to go over their stuff. Ed, go grab the blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, God. You know what I mean? It <laughs> also means like I'm going to watch you while you're playing with the blah, blah, blah. That you are <laughs> going to be really terrible with. And I'm going to get so frustrated with you. I just walk away. <laughs> you know? Dude, I can't wait for rope dart day. I'm just there. Like... We don't do rope dart at the school. Oh, my it's God. Useless. <laughs> you're just like, oh, my God. You're just ripping John's uh, like, entire like, year. I saw Shane doing was... it. Ah. Well, chain whip. 
Chain we do whip. chain whip. Okay. Uh, Sigong finds the chain whip a much more effective weapon. He doesn't like the rope dart because he's like, you could just cut the rope. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's true. He's like, it's... And, he, and he's like, and if you screw up one move and you're all wrapped up in it, you're screwed. Yeah. You need to be so perfect. He's like, the chain whip is a much yeah. more um, effective weapon. And we also do short sticks, which a lot of other schools don't don't use. You know, they, 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 they think Filipino fighting sticks. They don't understand the Shaolin application of the short stick. Um, cause it's gripped differently. It's used a little differently, you know, a right. lot differently. Um, we also do, uh, tiger hooks. It's not everybody has tiger hooks. You know what I mean? Some schools do, some schools don't. We, we, um, there's other, there's lots of Shallon weapons that we don't have. There's, there's so many more than the classical 18, but the, but the classical 18 is what we have. You know right. what I mean? Right. Um, there's, but there's so many more weapons. There's those like spear things that go like on people's fingers. You know what I'm talking about? Isn't there also like a, there's a trident as there's well? There's a trident. Like, yeah, we don't have a trident. You know what I mean? Brick, was that a trident? Where did you get that trident? <laughs> yeah, I don't you know. Gonna, is that a hand grenade? No, yeah, where did you um, get that grenade? That was it. <laughs> but now, in relation to like working with weapons that will bite you, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a thing where you kind of have to hold yourself accountable for... Own, just just owning it and doing the move. So it's this kind of thing where it's like, ah, oh, can't think about it. I gotta just believe that I'm gonna do it. Yeah. And just accept pain and accept getting hurt. Like not being overcoming fear and overcoming uh um that like that doubt that that limited mindset that doubting belief where you're like, I can't do that. You know, because Seung makes it look super easy. And can like, I just to your point, just to kind of come full circle, I when he said we were doing. Um, three section, and I was like, "Fuck!" And then, and I, and, I, and, and leading into that, because I've only used the weapon maybe another two times before that, and I couldn't, I could barely anything involving spinning it. I could literally not do at all. It's couldn't do ocean. at all. Like super, super scared of it. Like, it, like, and by the end of class, I could do single blossoms like pretty confidently with it, and also spin it over my head, and and do rolls with it. So like in an hour and a half. To, to go from, like, a moment where I'm, like, I'm, like, like, it, at the beginning, you have that irrational fear of, like, fuck, 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 I, I just, it just, it's endlessly uncomfortable, endlessly uncomfortable, every single thing he's asking you to do is making me uncomfortable, and then I'm able to overcome it to a certain degree and see, make noticeable progress, both physically and emotionally with it, which is really cool. Yeah, Seung actually put a video up on TikTok of us doing blossoms. Well, I was the, off uh, in the corner because I couldn't. You were off the corner, <laughs> He's yeah. like, we were doing them and I couldn't I couldn't do them. And he's like, you just come over here a little bit. But <laughs> if you go to Shifu Greg Zilbon, uh, <laughs> at Shifu Greg Zilbon on TikTok and you see one of his recent videos is us all doing the blossoms in the advanced class, you can see me in the back, like, especially when we get to the reverse blossoms, my elbows are like so far up. Mm. Because I just didn't have the confidence to drop my elbows and let it be this like vicious yeah. Dude, attack. It's, it's so scary. Because you feel like you have more control, but like you know, I'm trying to drop them, yeah. but I feel like I'm losing control. You have that the need to like three keep it away from you. With also the... a little long for me. Mm. So if I did drop my elbows all the way, it would drag on the floor, it would smack the ground, right. and then uh, inevitably my ankles. You know. Mm-hmm. But training like that and that whole like you know like I gotta just do this. It's all up to you. It's your own accountability. You have to own up and do the techniques. It speaks to that this concept of of you know self-reliance and self-accountability and this is kind of what we wanted to discuss today and this is where i had brought up to the beginner class the other day and i don't think anybody knew what the fuck i was talking about so i'm going to explain it in detail now (laughs) um i said to everybody i was like so if you i don't remember exactly how i worded it but like the basic idea is like it's your fault it's all your fault 
And everybody says that, and they're like, it's all my fault. And I'm like, no, it's all your fault. And that concept will set you free. And everybody looked at me like, what the fuck is this idiot talking about, you know? But it's 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 true, though. If you accept accountability and if you accept fault for everything in your life, you no longer place the blame on anybody else. So when you place blame on other people for your shortcomings and you place blame on your circumstance for your shortcomings, you also uh, absolve yourself of the response or absolve yourself of the uh, uh, task of overcoming that because it's not your fault. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You have to convince yourself. This has nothing to do with me. It's not my fault that I'm this way. You know what I mean? It's not my fault that I, I can't stop eating the way that I'm eating because this is how I've always eaten and it's delicious. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's, it's not my fault that I'm you know 60 pounds overweight and I can't do the things that I want to do because I haven't been able to lose that or I can't fit into that or I don't feel comfortable here. You know what I mean? It's all, it's, it's, you know, it's not my fault that I don't have the career that I wanted to have because if I had better circumstances, I wouldn't have ended up here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you just accept um, responsibility and you accept fault for all circumstances and then you can extrapolate out to something crazy. You know what I mean? Like and say like, like, oh, well, how is it my fault? Like if an asteroid comes and hits the planet, you know what I mean? But like you could say to yourself, like, well, I guess it's my fault for not having built a shelter in the back. Mm. And then you just let go of the guilt therein. It's not taking fault and then feeling guilty. It's accepting that everything is your responsibility. I think maybe, maybe um, for me at least, like a better way of understanding that or maybe a maybe similar way but maybe more recognizable for people is, you know, it's more about, at least I view it more as like more about responsibility and and action reaction, than, like for me like fault in the sense of like like hey like if this if your circumstances are bad, true. Let's say even if those things are let's say completely out of your control, but what is in your control and your responsibility is how you react to them and what you do moving forward. And if that does, and so it's like right. But what I'm trying to say is that the concept of accepting fault for all aspects of your life and just living your life from that standpoint, that mindset of like it is my fault and like it's okay, it's my fault and it's okay. But if you accept responsibility for all things, and you also accept responsibility for all uh, fixes of those things, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Well, like what it all comes down to is understanding the fact that you do have an immediate impact on your on your surroundings and on your health and on your life. You do have uh, input and control over the things you do and the way that your life turns out as a result of that. So, I'm, I mean, being aware and being accountable of, of, of the way that you interact with your world and the way that affects you is an important thing to recognize. And grabbing onto that and accepting, like, well, this is my responsibility. A lot of the way things are currently is a um, consequence of the way I've behaved. So understanding that idea that, yeah, every time I step in this pond, I cause ripples and you're always stepping in the pond. You know, you're always in, in, you exist somewhere, you know? So all all the things that you do impact your environment, impact the way that you exist within an environment. And it's kind of like the long roundabout way to go to accepting accountability is recognizing you have an effect. Right. And I mean, like, and there's, there's obvious things where like, you, you you can't be like well you know like my 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 so and so and my family passed away like how how is that my fault you know what I mean mm-hmm. and it's like no it's not your fault but like how you act afterwards is mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? What you choose to do is your responsibility. Right. You're responsible with your reaction. Right. Exactly. So it's like, it's like, exactly. So like, for instance, if you, you know, it's okay to embrace your emotions and it's okay to accept yourself and, but you want to get yourself, you want to be elevated. You want to be evolved. You know what I mean? So yeah, everybody's going to have their moments of weakness and everybody's going to have their people in their tribe that they need to lean on and that they need to, 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 um, What's the word I'm thinking of? Where like you know you confide in you mm-hmm. you confide in other people and you you um like your partner you know what I mean you're gonna they're gonna see they're gonna your partner is gonna see the real you more than anybody else is they're who you're gonna cry to they're who you're gonna break down around they're who you're gonna need to take that rest and like recharge yourself with you know what I mean yeah. but like if you accept if you accept that it's your responsibility going forward from whatever it is you're dealing with whatever it is you're coping with that like there's still work to be done you know what i mean there's still there's still this life that you want to build for yourself so it's like the it's like the concept of like um you know what i mean like you hate your job but you're just gonna work it forever Mm. you're not gonna think of like a way out and work towards that as ridiculous as it may seem you know what i mean there's a kid making fucking nine million dollars on youtube hmm you know what I mean? There's a kid making nine million dollars on YouTube opening toys. Yeah, yeah. The review uh, or the uh, the box the unboxing rather. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. not on a fucking aptitude test in high school. No, <laughs> you, you yeah. know, you that know, was not, I mean? that was not a career choice at your when you spoke to your guidance counselor. Well, you can be an accountant, right, exactly. you can be a doctor, or you could cr- create a YouTube account and open packets of Pokemon cards yeah. and receive nine million dollars every two weeks. <laughs> there, there's a, there's a dude on YouTube that I follow that he makes his whole living. Fucking smoking a jewel and reading tarot cards on YouTube. That's how he makes his whole living. You know what I mean? That is a remarkable. That just person. sounds like one of those one of like one of the many people who do that. Just like found like tripped over a video camera and was just like, <laughs> "I'm gonna videotape myself doing this." And then, <laughs> well, that was it. I mean, but that's at, look, a person look, that didn't exist 20 years ago. There was none of those people. Yeah, but look at look at Logan and Jake Paul. Yeah, you know what I mean. And even then, like whatever your business idea was 20 or 30 years ago, you know what I mean. You would go forward with that, and sometimes it would. Poof, and sometimes it wouldn't. But the the thing is, like, I I I think a lot of it has to do with how we view, we demonize things. You know what I mean? Like, I for myself, I own my own business. You know what I mean? So it's very easy for me to say that I'm all about making money. Mm-hmm. You know, like especially when I have people that like I won't see you for the old price. I'm going to charge you what I'm worth. Right. You know what I mean? Like. If you support my business, unless we have something else arranged, you need to pay the price that I'm asking. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So people will say, oh, he's all about the money. He's all about this. He's all about that. But to me, that means they don't respect my time. You know what I mean? Right. So if I am making a living charging people money for a service that I'm providing and my own business, all of a sudden, I'm all about the money. I'm greedy. I'm hungry. But – if I work for a corporation and I work my way up through the chain and I become, uh, I, I, I do the work and I get a raise and I get a promotion and I get a this and I get a that, that's all accepted. And then the person who owns the multi-million dollar conglomerate, that person is like this ideological fucking figure that we, 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 you know, we put on a pedestal and we say that because it's so unattainable to us. You know what I mean? It's like so far removed. It's like royalty. It's like we'll never be there. That's not us. That's not what we do. Who do you think you are trying to make your own money? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
like we demonize these things so we don't think that we can do it because like oh I can never charge money for that I can never do this I can never do that and since we've established you're not going to be Elon Musk I'd like $40 for my massage instead of 60 that's all I can afford that's like yeah but and, and I and I, trust me I've definitely I've definitely dealt with aspects of that you know in my field as well doing videos for people or things or helping out you know or even even fellow like other creatives that i've worked with and they're like what's your rate and i'm like uh, you know and it's like you know <laughs> just being confident like oh it's this amount dude you i remember oh yeah and i've been turned down so many times when i tell people my rate oh, okay dude. yeah no i've i've took a big gamble and increased my own rate uh, a few years ago and it was immediately like yeah okay like uh, i was just i was kind of i didn't realize how undervalued i was and then I st- i've started charging this new rate and it's great life's been good while i'm working and and so I'm at this job and I'm like, I'm the lead on the show. And then I had a replay only. So I was running all the, I was doing all the edits. I was play, doing a lot of the playbacks. And, um, and he was my, my kind of like, he was doing us the replays and it was sort of like second chair. So uh, at the end of the event, he was like, man, that was the easiest $200 I ever made. I was like, what? No, like that is, you are being wildly underpaid, dude. Like you, you can earn way more than that. Mm-hmm. Like, but that's what went on in my head. But I, I didn't know what to say because my boss was standing right there. And I was going to be like, bro, like, really? <laughs> you know, are we serious right now? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, like, I, I think. just getting paid like four Totino's pizza rolls to be here. And you're yeah. like, what the fuck? I'm like, that's at least double that. Mm-hmm. At least. And it's like, you know, the poor guy. But, I mean, that's he doesn't have any other experience, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, he hasn't well, learned his experience value. Based. Well, he hasn't learned his value is what I mean. Right, you know, right. Well, he hasn't been enough shows. Of, that's part of the experience. But that's exactly. It's a perfect segue. It's like that's kind of what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Like, like you could say that, and you could say like, oh, well, you know, like, well, what do I do? It's just where I am. Or he could be like, no, fuck that, and take responsibility and accountability for it. Right. And then ask for more, like you did. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? If you never ask for more, and you're only getting paid a certain amount, you can't complain about it. That's your fault. Right. You're like, how is that my fault? I never got a raise. I was like, well, did you ever ask for a raise? Well, how do you know that me asking for a raise is going to get me a raise? It's like, I don't, but you never asked, so it's your fault. You're not making more money. Yeah, you know squeaky, what I mean? Squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? right? You yeah. hate your job. Well, have you looked for another one? And it's mm-hmm. like, uh, well, not really because I feel stuck and I'm this and I'm that. And it's like, it's, it's excuse after excuse after excuse after excuse. <laughs> and like, excuses can be legitimate. There can be reasons. There can be actual obstacles. It's not like it, your fucking problems don't exist and your obstacles don't exist. But what I'm saying is you can approach it with a lighter, a, a lighter touch. Right. And that's what I, what I meant earlier when I said that you, you understanding that you do have an impact on your environment and your health and your, your, uh, your life and, your, and even your finances, you have control over those things. I'm just saying you know? for, for me, like, especially when it came to training, like, like let's relate this back and make it a little bit more relatable. Like you were saying yeah. before, you know what I mean? And then we'll get into what mm-hmm. we were discussing earlier. Um, you, I would blame my knee. I would blame my body. I would blame my weight. I would blame my addictions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would blame everything else except for me. I would never take responsibility. I would never say, it's my fault. It's my fault. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I would blame, I'm fucked up by this because of X, Y, Z. You know? I, let's just get personal. Fuck it. It'll make more sense instead of me put, beating around the bush. Like, I never met my dad. Mm-hmm. You know? So I'd have all these fucked up relationship issues and I would cling on to, to, to 
older male figures, which were often like bad influences. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I would really care about these people and I would befriend these people. And a lot of it was because, you know, I just wanted like that big brother or that father figure in my life, you know? And I would have issues in like you were talking about, like in my relationships, romantic and otherwise. And I would blame everything else on all of the outside factors. My family, my lack of familial experience. Oh, I didn't have a dad growing up, so you don't understand what I'm like. And like, I smoke cigarettes because I can't handle quitting, and that's not my fault. It's just it is what it is, and it's the cigarettes' fault, and I have an addiction, and it is it is what it is, you know what I mean? And I have an anxiety disorder, so I feel this certain type of way, and like, everybody's got to roll out the red carpet for my fucking emotional issues because too bad you know that's the kind of person that I was when I was in my late teens and early 20s and I wasn't I didn't become a great person I was vengeful I was spiteful I was abusive and I, you know what I mean like I, I, I was an emotionally abusive person to be in a relationship with and I'm like I didn't realize that until I was older until I held accountability and I took the blame mm-hmm. I had to take the blame I couldn't fucking put the blame on anybody else anymore because putting the blame on everybody else was exactly what all the stories I heard about my father. And after hearing from him for the first time, and hear, you know only on the phone, like after hearing from him and all the experiences that I won't detail here, but like you all know about, you know what I mean? Yeah. After all the experiences with him, that's still what he's doing. And that's why he's fucking rotten in a cell right now. Because mm-hmm. everything else is everybody else's fault. Everything's happening too. He's a victim. When you take responsibility, when you say, it is my fault, it is my responsibility, I can do something about this, the ball's in your court. Suddenly, it's not, you're, you're not a victim anymore. You're no longer a victim. You know? Hmm. The, 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 the victimhood of, of, of life is stripped from you. And that is what makes you free. That's the freedom that I was talking about. Amen, brother. You're not a <laughs> victim anymore. Suddenly, you have the reins. You have the power. Because it's your fault. So if the, if, if the situations and the circumstances and your behaviors and your actions and your responses and your emotions instead of them being something that you have no control over that's happening to you, if you take responsibility for them and then hold yourself accountable for being able to change them and being able to uh, 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 hold yourself into a, in a certain way, you know what I mean? Yeah. You fucking can do anything. Maybe not anything. You're not going to fly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, I stopped blaming my knee and I found a program that helped me fix it. You know, I stopped blaming my back and I found a program that helped me fix it. I made sure I put the work in. I stopped blaming myself for, I stopped, I, I stopped um, blaming my past, I should say, for how I existed in relationships and started seeing what was my fault and what wasn't my fault and how I could change and be better. And that helped me grow, not just in my relationship, but individually as a teacher, as a as a massage therapist, as a practitioner, you know what I mean? As a professional, as a son, as a student, as a partner, you know what I mean? Like 
all, 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 all as a friend, you know what I mean? Like, um, the only thing I really need to hold myself accountable for is my, you know what I mean count, because I can't <laughs> fucking handle how often I say, you know what I mean. It's just but spinning out of control, like the spinning national out of control. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? But just in a tailspin. <laughs> you know what I mean? 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 <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this fades into the sunset on a horseback. But yeah, um, so I know what you mean. God, God damn it, John! Know what you mean? Well, I feel I feel like maybe again, a kind of a to kind of summarize it. It's it's to me, it just seems like it has less to do with like again, like in a practical sense, less to do with fault and more to do with you understanding past situations and what got you to where you are now and what your current situation is and being able to take responsibility for being introspective enough to take responsibility for where you fucked up That's knowing what knowing, knowing what knowing what is other people's shit and what did in fact happen to you but knowing that it's not a one-to-one equation it's not this happened to me so i'm not in control of how i respond to it it's like no 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 you were in control of how you respond to things that is that 100%. that is your autonomy mm-hmm. that's your and it all starts with how you respond to things you know but now why do you think we're so afraid of the word fault why is that like such a a, a heavy burden to bear um because well for me i find just in my experience that just life is very like there is a lot of aspects to life that are gray and complicated and i just think i think you can what can be black and white is your responsibility. I think fault. I think fault is a harder thing to. Uh, to like clarify and to like label as things. Like for me, like what I'm responsible for makes more sense to like to me personally. I think, but maybe maybe it's different for other people. Like maybe for other people, fault makes more sense. Or you know, I don't know. Well, with fault, I feel like there's a negative connotation to the word fault. There it's is. A, it's already a negative connotation that carries ownership. So f- the fault is on you. You're bearing that burden. So it just it harkens back to it being a burden when you hear fault. You're at fault, but it's more or less that you have an effect over those things, and you should be aware of that and take accountability for it, and understand what what you do matters. Like responsibility sounds like resp- I I like I equate responsibility to like me graduating high school and fault I equate to like me breaking my mom's favorite vase. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but like that's that's, but, that's but, but but I know, but that's what I'm saying is like for like for me personally that's why like like I view it through like responsibility. The reason that I use the word fault and like ag- we can agree to disagree, that's okay, you know. Mm-hmm. The reason that I use the word fault is because it's heavy mm-hmm. and because it's negative. Mm-hmm. And it generates a response. It's my fault. Now what? 100%. Because if it's not your fault, then it's not my responsibility. That's not my fault. Fuck you. No change is necessary. Right. Exactly. But if it's if 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 something in that situation that you can kind of like – a lot of times it's difficult for me to put into words. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It will be a feeling or an emotion, you know? And there's not like really – a situation that's on the top of my brain right now that I can like outline, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That isn't like really, that doesn't really really hit home in a way that I'm not necessarily ready to discuss right now. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's that's um, that's an example of mm-hmm. that. But th- th- that's why I use the word fault because it eliminates my ability to weasel out. Mm-hmm. I can't go through the mental checklist of 
ah, it's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, oh, I'm on keto because I want to lose weight and because I think ketosis is good for me. This is an experiment that I'm doing. I'm not on keto, by the way. I'm just saying, you know, but like, I guess, I guess I could have like some rice because I have to work out and the carbs really help me work out. So it'll throw me out of keto, but I guess I could have it because it's good for me, right? And you can talk yourself into like getting away from those goals. I just use keto as an example. I really don't mean like actually dieting, you know? But there's always, there's always that like, oh, I could work out today. I could get some training in, but you know, like my ankles are really kind of sore from the day before. And like, since my ankles are sore, that might be really dangerous for me. So I guess maybe I shouldn't train because my ankles are really killing me. When you could just like, Take it easy, learn your limits, and fucking put some wraps on your ankles and, and get going. I mean, unless you're, like, on a broken leg, you know what I mean? That's different. Like, I recently had a cold. I knew I had to take a couple of days off because I had a cold. But I said to myself, what was I doing that I had a cold? Hmm. Why did I have a cold? So instead of being like, ah, oh, shit, I got a cold. Why is this happening to me? I was like, oh, what did I do that I got a cold? Uh, I guess I really didn't take care of my immune system too good for a few days, and I didn't get great sleep. So I guess it's my fault that I'm sick. I better take care of it. So I just mm. like blocked out a couple of days and just fucking went to bed and got over it in two days instead of being sick for two weeks, being like, oh, I got a fucking cold. I can't believe this is happening to me. I have all this shit to do. I got to do all this shit. Just being like, no, I got a cold. It's my fault. I didn't take care of myself the right way. I better make sure that I'm on top of my shit later. Like I wasn't taking my vitamins. I wasn't taking my supplements. I wasn't taking my vitamin D. I wasn't getting sunlight. I went to a big event. And next thing you know, I had a cold. It wasn't COVID, but I had a cold. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, of course I had a fucking cold because I took care of everything else and didn't take care of me. So therefore, it's my fault. This, is this making better sense now? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, like the, it. I don't know. It just, it helps me. It helps no, I, me. Yeah, dude. It's, I get that. Absolutely. And it's something that I, like, it's something that Seagong has, not in so many words, expressed to me, but like... Especially when he talks to me about like running a school one day and all of that kind of stuff. He's like, it's all your fault. It's all your fault. Even if it isn't, it's your fault. Hmm. There's so many things about being a teacher where you have to just take the blame and take the fall. Mm-hmm. Because you're the one in charge. So even if you had nothing to do with it, it's your fault. Mm-hmm. It's on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I decide to leave here and go maim somebody with a tiger technique and say, Seafool Greg taught me this, that's his fault that I did that to somebody in everybody else's eyes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So he's going to have to take responsibility for the actions of his student there, th- therefore, you know? Like, when we had lost some people, I don't want to get into detail, but you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. When we had lost some people and the blame came down on me, I was like, why is the blame coming down on me? Mm-hmm. This isn't my fault. But in taking responsibility and accepting blame for those situations where we lost those people for those various reasons and accepting what they had said was my fault, I can now make sure that never happens again. Mm -hmm. Right. I can see it coming because it was my fault. So if it was my fault, even if I may not have felt in the moment like it was my fault, even if I had every reason to say it wasn't my fault. And that made sense. And it would hold up in a court of law. Accepting blame for it allowed me to put my ego down long enough to look at the situation from the outside and say, how can I in the future make sure this never happens? Mm-hmm. How can mm-hmm. I see this before it's coming? Before it bites me in the ass like it did this time? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to what you were saying before, I feel like that accountability is what helps us all 
in our relationships and helps us navigate the universe in a different way, in a better way. Because there's an element of that that's in the training that I think I'm talking about experiencing at a little bit of a different level that you guys may not have experienced because of those particular situations that we shouldn't detail on air, but those, those particular situations that, that we're talking about where I had to accept blame for something that, that it was my fault. I have every reason and explanation to say that it's not my fault, but at the end of the day, it's my fault. I mean, it took me a long time to be okay with that. Well, I'm really glad that I know I can blame you now. That's <laughs> yeah. Just blame Ed. Ed is the scapegoat. This backfired. Um... Why have I not filed my tax return? Because of Edward. Edward. But it's also it's also helped me in my relationships, friendships, yeah. and otherwise. You know what I mean? Be a better son. Be a better stepson. Dude, be a better you can boyfriend. Com- you can completely avoid a fight or an argument just by you're like, oh yeah, sorry, that was my bad. You know, like I I didn't realize I uh, I left the cabinet open. I'm sorry about that. You know, like I left the spatula on the stuff. Like sorry, you know, I, I own that. You know. Well, John, you've been in for like two years, so I think the changes in your life will be a little bit more tangible. You know what I mean? Because they're 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 much more direct. In what ways has training affected your marriage, for instance? An immediate consequence of uh, of training is that I don't get to have dinner with my wife uh, more than a few times a week, you know, and that's okay, you know. But uh, the days that I'm off, I'm training, and the days that I'm not off, I'm at work at night. So I'd be having dinner away anyway. So it does impede on that, and it's okay, you know. We I meet up with her afterwards. Uh, like she'll save me a plate. Right, and those we are talk, the, sa- those are the sacrifices that we make in order to train. Right. But what I'm asking you is, in what ways has being a student altered the way you perceive conversations and arguments to to better your relationships to better your marriage oh, well definitely uh much more open-minded um definitely uh willing to accept blame like you said accept fault uh thicker skin you would say oh definitely i'm very i'm much more gentle in a conversation and a lot like i don't take anything personally at all like i really don't but falls uh, what is it rolls right off my back that's <laughs> that's the term falls rolls whatever mm-hmm. um I actually like I, I this like guy approached me at the bar one time and was like, you know, man, you look like the only guy that I'd have a problem with in the bar. You know, you, you look like you'd be a hard time. And I'm like, okay, man, you know, like whatever, that's cool. You know, and granted, this isn't a relationship with somebody. It's just I met this guy came up to me at the bar and I was like, all right, cool, like word, thanks. You know, not thinking handling a situation. You know, like maybe you would have been like, why, why, yeah. why, why do you think I'd be a problem? Well, you, know you, I mean? you like, got a problem, you know, but like not even close. So I was just like, yeah, okay, man. You know, you just like, don't respond and immediately break a bottle over his head. <laughs> no, you got a problem. Just stare intensely. <laughs> you're you're a big imposing dude. Yeah, you know I'm a big I mean? fella. I'm, I, I am. I know, but it's like I'm still gentle, you know. And I think that training and just having an open mind and and eating bitter, like we've talked about in the past. That's why the guy was surprised when you lifted his hand and kissed it. I actually removed one of his arms. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so yeah. like a Wookiee. Give me this. Yeah, I, I got to bring this home now. <laughs> well, Ryan, how about you? Um, are there any ways at the top of your mind that you can think that like being a student and 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 those things that it's taught you internally have made you like a, a better partner or a better son to your parents or anything like that? Yeah, it's. I would say probably just again, just kind of general discipline and kind of extrapolating out from what happens in class and kind of getting through class and getting through tests and stuff. Just just being able to, you know, show up for things. Just, you know, because again, for me, as we, as we all have, just, you know, complicated, busy schedules. And it's just like getting through that and showing up at stuff, you know, through getting through, getting through tests and getting through uh, training and, and, you know, pushing yourself through that, you know, helps... You know, with um, 
you know, just showing up to things and kind of just helping with, you know, you know, because I'm doing, you know, 18 through kind of the general, you know, grit of training and getting through tests and class and everything. It's, you know, it just it just helps you get through shitty situations or, 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 or kind of like, you, like kind of back to what you were saying, John, like arguments or things like that. Like for me, like being, um, you know, being patient and open-minded and like controlling my breath and being in the moment when it comes to, you know, arguments or disagreements with my partner or, or, um, you know, um, conflicts at work or anything like that. Like being able to kind of be, be more in control of the situation through being in control of how I'm reacting to things is, yeah. is a big thing for me. And that's been a big, that's definitely been a big impact on my relationship. Um, and also my, my, my friendships and again, just, just, um, interactions with coworkers, just being able to, you know, and again, you know, I'm human, so I'm, you know, I'm not emotionally perfect all the time. You know, I'm, I'm really, you know. I know you said human, but like I heard Cuban in my head. And I was going to be like, really, Ryan? There's so many things I didn't know about. I'm not, I'm not always Cuban, but sometimes I, <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm not always Cuban, but when I am, I'm lying. That's, <laughs> he's not always Cuban. When he is, he's a sandwich. I am a, I am a lying sandwich. It's a delicious sandwich, um, for sure. Oh, he's a Cuban. A good Cuban is the best sandwich you'll ever have. This That's a true. bold statement. That's a really bold. Wow, statement. Good Cuban is a disagrees with that. I don't disagree, but it's a bold statement. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say that's probably the biggest thing for me because you know, for me, I'm still working on organization and time management and all that stuff. That stuff I'm still in the weeds with and still working through and still just at this point in the process of just like making it to things each week that I know benefit me, like kung fu, general exercise, being with friends and family. Um, but in dealing with those things and again, it, it, with my relationships, that's where it's really benefited me is conflict management, communication, being able to control the flow of emotion and, and, and how, and how I communicate with someone and, and, and in turn also how they communicate with me just through, again, understanding kind of the conflict and combat and violence of what we do and, um, being able to, and, you know, and that on top of, you know, Tai Chi, just again, breathing, feeling where you are, being present, you know, it's, it's all, it's all really, uh, really helped. Because again, I mean, I mean, as we all know, I mean, there is a lot of stress that comes with that, you know, the, the training, training, teaching, work, social life, sleeping sometimes, balance, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a big, you know, it's a big burden, you know, again, like even for me, like, you know, and, and, um. Oh yeah. I mean, like I could have easily not taken class on Thursday because, I had to go to the laundromat and do the sheets for my office because I'm too fucking cheap to hire a laundry company. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because like I have a good month, great. The laundry I can write it off, fantastic. But like I have a bad month, and then no shit, now I gotta pay for this fucking service. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like I guess maybe it's a little bit scarcity mindset at at the same time. But like I'm mm-hmm. still doing all the laundry myself at a laundromat. So I left class and we kept working after. I was working on my spear thing, mm-hmm. and we were going over the set again. You were going over your creative your creative staff form mm-hmm. for your test. And, like, we didn't leave the school until 10.15. Yeah. I didn't get everything in the washing machine until, like, almost 10.45, 11 o'clock. Wow. I didn't get home till 1.30 in the morning. Jesus. I didn't fall asleep until 2.30. I had a client at 9. Yeah. You know? I woke up at 7.45, 8 o'clock so I could take a shower and get to the office in time. You know? Like, and I got to the office literally five minutes before my client got there. You know, like, the hustle, like it's five real. minutes. The, you, 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 
you got to do it. Yeah. You got to do it. And like, yeah, it's hard. It's not fucking easy. But like, it's not supposed to be easy. If it was easy and it was all cake, it's like I was just before we started, before we started recording, listening to, I think it was um, Kobe say something motivational. And he was saying like the early mornings, the late nights, the lack of sleep, the hard work, the soreness. He's like, that's the dream. Mm-hmm. That's the dream. And he's like, and if you don't like, if you don't let go of that, if you keep going with that, he goes, then you won't just reach your dreams. You don't won't just achieve your dreams. You'll go further than you ever thought possible. Mm-hmm. But it's like, as soon as you allow yourself, like this is again, why I like fault because fault takes away the ability to, to, to give yourself an inch. And like, sometimes obviously, like I said, with like the sickness and everything like that, like sometimes you have to take a break. You have to, you have to understand that. Like if you crap out, because you didn't take a break, that's also, you guessed it, your fault. Ding, ding, ding. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's not, it, it, it becomes this cyclical concept where it, it, it becomes self-help instead of self-deprecation. But I think the very the important part about that is that saying that something is your fault is, now what? Where do we go from here? You know, That's that, why I like it for myself because it, it, it helps me break out of those things and become a little bit thicker skinned. Yeah. and uh, take accountability for the things that I want to accomplish and that I want to do. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that, that that's the grind. That's the hustle. You know what I mean? That's that's what you got to do. That's you what we I mean? do, that, bro. That's what you got to do. Yeah. And it's like, I, of course I could have made it to bed at one o'clock in the morning, but like when you're go, 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 go from fucking 8 a.m. to 8 a.m. that day and then now it's the next day at two o'clock and you're just like, you're trying to wind down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Literally laying in bed just like, going back to my phone because I can't close my eyes and I'm like staring at the ceiling and I'm like just scrolling waiting to fall asleep you know what I mean mm-hmm. waiting waiting for the eyes to get heavy and get tired is it over caffeination probably but guess what that's my fault dude there, you, you know what I mean like over this, I guess I can better fix that next time you know dude uh, over this past winter um into spring I did three events in two different states in two days <laughs> It was the most short turnaround and most mileage ever squeezed into one week, and it was just like that is at least one too many states for two days. I think yeah, that, like that's minimum. It was quite a bit. You know, I was uh, I think I was up at West Point, and then I traveled down to the Bronx, and I did a gig in Manhattan. So it was like there was so much. Um, but yeah, accepting that this is where we got to go, this is what we got to do. Yeah, I had four hours of sleep. It's still, we got to move on. It's it's time to go. Can't call out. Got to do it. You yeah, got I mean? to get there. Also, got to make sure. That that night, that next night, you get some sleep. Yeah, and deliberate then, days off, and man. then try to plan better in the future. But like sometimes it's not going to happen that way. Yeah, yeah. Also, another just none another. of us even have kids. Yeah. People with kids right now are listening to this and fucking laughing at us. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we, you know, we have our own limited experience with you know we're we're limited in our understanding of life and what it, you know what responsibility is. That's what I'm saying. Like, say this all to somebody with kids. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? They're going to be like, you sleep, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a fact, man. Yeah. And, that's and, something that's on the horizon. And right, another man. another thing with, with um, just relationships in general, it's also, you know, doing things like this and having commitments, you know, like this, especially like, you know, it doesn't even have to be like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm making my, you know, I'm, I'm starting an app or a business and turning it into a Fortune $500 company and never, you know, but it's not even that, but like even doing stuff where like, hey, like, you know, you, if you're training during the week and like Friday, Saturday, you're training as well during like social time, like, do you have people in your life that are cool with that? Do you have people in your life that are, 
you know, that, that, that'd be like, hey, you know what, this is really important to you. Let him do his thing, and then he'll come after. Or, mm. or, 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 or they work with you. You know what I mean? It's also, you know, it, the, the, these, I, these I are big. I lost a lot of people. Yeah, I, I think a lot of, a, a lot of people have, have trained at the school or done anything like this have. You know, it's, again, it's, you know, it's training, tr- training during the week, you know, training on the weekends. You know, it's, it's, it can be a lot, you know, and again, especially just making time for stuff. It, it's, it's not always, you know, it's e- really easy to lose track of people, but, you know, again, having a, having a, a partner that, that is not only accepting of it, but valuing what you're doing and valuing like, like they don't even have to do it, but just at, at a minimum sees the importance of why you're doing it right? and why you have it in your life, mm-hmm. I think is super key. Um, you know, and I think we're all, you know, kind of happy and blessed to, to have that. And, and same thing too, you know, friends, like friends that, either, you know, cause a lot, a lot of my friends also either, you know, train other martial arts or are just, you know, again, I don't have a ton of very close friends. So it's also, you know, either I have you guys, you know, that's what I mean. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, like two, like two of them, two of them train. And then my other friend and then, uh, my other friend trains something else and then I have like one other friend that actually doesn't train but it's like but he's also like super cool and like just understands so it, it's it's uh you know that's important you know it's doing prioritizing yourself prioritizing yourself makes it easier for you to prioritize people really when you think about it and right. it, it does become challenging I'm sorry it does become challenging like <laughs> just makes a good point just hears you on it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude! I did want to say though, I, the two states, West, all the places I named were New York. I was actually in uh, Harvard, in Massachusetts, so that's another state. But so West Point, the Bronx, and the city—that's all New York. <laughs> Wanted to clarify yeah. that I was in Massachusetts. <laughs> John's just like you're, just like a closeted like European person. You're like I was in three states. This guy has no idea where the Brooklyn, fuck he is. Queens. But, but let's you know, like let, let's let's talk about that for a second too. Like you and Carrie are trying right now, right? Well, I mean, we'd like to have a kid, but we'd also like to have a house uh, prior to the Bibby's arrival. So we're kind of—it's a fluid situation, you know. We're right, exactly. Trying to figure out where we want to live, how much we want to. Very pay. literal, uh, you know. It <laughs> certainly is. Uh, it counts on the fluids. <laughs> but, uh, but but like, but like, again, you know, like I I've seen a lot of people that like you know uh, very difficult to manage small children and training. Especially once those before those kids are of age to be on the floor themselves, you yeah. know, very very difficult to maintain a relationship with your spouse as well while you're also raising kids because you're putting that burden on someone else. I've in all my relationships have said it's me and kung fu or none of me. It's me and kung fu, and. Your situation is different because she was there longer than Kung Fu. Yeah, I've been with her over ten years. And yeah. for me and everybody else, it, it's 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 always it's always Kung Fu was here before you, and it'll be here after you. So get lost. <laughs> well, not, 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 even, not even that. It's like you got to understand. This is who I am. This is what I do. Yeah. It's like Sifu Nick. Sifu Nick met his wife, and he let his wife know, like, this is going to be part of my life. We're going to figure it out. And you know, this is this is what I do. And they have a small child, right. and they make it work. Yeah, and he's not at everything, but he's there when he can be. Th- there's no reason I can't continue training to like to some level. Like not every night, of course not. I'd have a baby, but like I show up Monday and Thursday for a Tai Chi and Friday. I don't think that's too much. Maybe skip Friday, two days, two days to train or, al- kid, or you alternate. Know? You know what I mean? Yeah, al- 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 alternate throughout. Oh, shit, I'll be home teaching the kid kung fu. <laughs> you know, like, but it's like you know. It, 
it, it it's really like what's important to you you know what i mean what's super important about like taking care of you if the culture of you taking care of you is not present in your relationships mm. yeah. regardless of if it's martial arts or not you know like we have a guy at the gym that i work at that my i rent that i rent my office from who he takes his infant with him because his wife goes to work but that's his time to go work out he yeah. takes the baby to the gym and we all help. Someone's rocking the carriage. He's doing a set. You know what I mean? Dude, papooses like, are the coolest things, man. Little kangaroo pouches for babies. Yeah, well, you can, obviously can't lift weights with a baby on a papoose. But, <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, of course But, like, not. the owner will watch the baby, mm-hmm. put the baby in the office. The owner will watch the baby for a little while while he goes and does a little workout. And then he'll come back and check five and ten minutes later. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's not bad parenting. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. He's taking care of him. It's called How good of a dad can he be if he's not who he wants to be? Right. And what are you going to do to that kid when you resent them because you couldn't do what you wanted to do with your life because of their existence? Imagine losing yeah. yourself and then not knowing what to instill on your kid. Imagine that, right? Yeah. Not having, get... not, not having a base for you to then yeah. like deliver to your kid in the sense of like values or like, you know, like, or, you know, like, oh, like, like these are exciting things I do and this is what I've learned from it. This is who it's made me into. Yeah. How many people are walking around permanently fucked up because their parents sacrificed for them and they feel like they owe them something and the parents resent the kids for not being who they want to be and dying unfulfilled. Most men live lives of quiet desperation. Right? I forget who that's a quote from, but it's a great quote. Yeah. You know? Most men live lives of quiet desperation. So what are you going to do and what steps are you going to take to ensure that your life is going to be what you want it to be? You only get one fucking ride. Why are you going to make stipulations for other people regardless of who they are? Mm -hmm. And why aren't you going to set yourself up to be exactly where you want to be when you have a kid? Jenny, I don't even know if we want any for those exact reasons. Not to mention the whole insanity of, like, you need 14 million vaccines to be able to go into a fucking grocery store if you're under six months old. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. Like, all the stuff that's happening out there with, like, health and formula and this and the third. And we see all this shit happening and we're like, you know what? (laughs) Maybe we should be out. You need, like, $170,000 a year just for the kid to survive. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. And it's it's like, like, you know, we, we make the joke that we're both too selfish to have children. But it's so much more than that. Like, it's a crazy fucking world right now. You know what but I that's mean? That's also like very... Yeah, definitely. That's, but that's also very like honest to know that. That... Like the, you feel that way. Because like... I mean, I have other situations as to why like I could not and would not have a kid right now. But it's also like... I Like I know that as well. Like yeah, I'm just not... I'm just not even... I'm not even in the mindset of caring for another person that I've made. You know what I mean? Like, clearly it's different with friends and family. Like, that's a different level of care that I can give. Right. You know what I mean? But it's this thing of like, oh, if I don't, if I don't, like, if I don't pick up my friend Dom and swaddle him, he's not going to die. But a baby is, you know what I mean? It's like, that's different. It's like, there's a whole nother level of pressure and stress that like, I can't imagine what that's like. And dude, you know? I'm, I'm like, I'm on it. Like, honestly, like I'm really mentally at a point where there's the, the list of things that I, I want or that I'm looking to achieve is short. It's two items. It's a kid in a house. And that's really, I'm pretty much laser focused on that, you know? And, and it's, it's bizarre because I've never been at this point before. Like I'm mentally 100% behind it. Like there's no doubt in my mind 
this is the direction I want to go in. And I think training and having that clarity of thought has contributed to my ability to, to recognize that. It's like, yeah, well, this is where we need to go right now. Is we're like, this is the plan, baby's house. And I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to buy a house on Zillow, but it's pretty cool to browse. Mm-hmm. I like browsing, just looking. Now is not the time to buy a house in America. No, it's not. It's not, it really is. Thought about maybe Sweden. But if not now, when you know? Yeah, Sweden. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be sure to Some book Manchuria. a, a flight. <laughs> we have to get through this administration. Yeah, it's not a great economic situation right now. And I and everybody, like, either want to blame it all on the president or blame none of it on the president. And it's like, I don't fucking know, man. The- it's a collection of, of corporate greed and hedge funds and pharmaceutical industries and lobbyists. And, yeah, Wall Street's been a problem recently. And the politicians are all in people's pockets. It really has nothing to do with anything. We, you know, we talk about other corrupt governments, and we talk a lot of shit about the Ukrainian corrupt government and all that nonsense, or like certain people do, you know what I mean? Other people want us to send all their money over there, so whatever. Um, like, it, we're probably the most corrupt government in the world. I'm, I'm just speculating, you know what I mean? Yeah, the United States government is... Uh, not exactly an arbiter of good. You know? But what I think, what I think our media, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I think what our media does well is make us believe that the people in those countries are synonymous with their governments. And I think what other countries are really good at doing is understanding that the American people do not represent their government. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. Or at least I hope so. Well, I would I, hope so too. Yeah, I don't for know. Love man. God, they don't just like it's like they, someone in Europe just looks at you and goes, "Ah, oh, do you also have dementia?" And it's like, "No, <laughs> but, no, I like, promise." I like don't. I was saying, but I like when things get a little heavy like this because it means we're really hitting the head on something that is important. You know what I mean? And it's something that's difficult. It's something that we're because like when we have these conversations and we say this heavy shit, and especially if we don't agree, it's not like the conversation fucking ends there. The three of us keep deliberating this for the rest of time, and then we you know engage I mean? in hand to hand combat. <laughs> Occasionally, usually on Friday night, and, and and you know what I mean. Like like we we keep discussing these things. We keep growing from these things, and we keep and then we fill you guys in on it. We fill the audience in on how we've grown from these ideas and these topics and these discussions that we. And that's you know, and that's the whole point, I think. And also the whole point of again trying to you know us building a larger community. The Discord, the you oh, know, yeah. all the, you know, comment, you know, it's you know everything like that. It's 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 all you know that, that that that's I think what's also as important is you guys also you know us opening it up to you guys of you know if there's topics that we're talking about that you guys are interested in or that you guys want to share personal experience about if you guys feel comfortable and that's kind of I think the community we're trying to build is one where we can all kind of just help each other kind of just be strong and grow together in a in you know a very kind of realistic and practical way yeah. um and you know but again that's what the community and the discord that we're trying to build is for you can talk directly to us on the discord you could you can tag us and say yo johnny gordo what's good or the martial mindcast the thing is with discord i had a discord account already and i, I play a lot of pc games so i comment a lot and post memes from my personal account i think i have a dis- i think i have a discord account as well now that i'm thinking about it but for the most part ed and ryan have been responding through the martial mind account so well, I'm still on there. We're all present. I post memes. I, I ask questions. We talk to each other. Ed t- talks a lot in there too. And you could talk right. You, you could ask us a question like, hey, man, like, what did you mean by that? Or like, hey, this is my experience with this. Or And, and we'll talk with you, man. You know, oh, could- which I guess we're doing announcements now, which is great. So it's also a good opportunity for us to thank our first patron, Matt, living in England, Woo. who has been. Let me actually look up his message real quick. But like uh, you had reached out to him via Patreon. That's what it was. 
and he said, uh, Matt said, you guys really helped me get back to myself after training. Uh, he was having a hard time getting back into training after a horrible injury, and that's why he really enjoyed the podcast and has gotten a lot from it and has, you know, taken the things that we've said and and applied it and gotten himself back into training, which he's a, he's a Hungar practitioner for 20 years, twice as long as I've been training, and I'm training longer than everybody else here. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Twice as long as I've been training. So, sir, to you, we tip our hats. Thank you so much to all the listeners and everybody who has supported us and shouted out to us. There actually is another shout out. Oh, on the uh, on the Discord? On the Instagram, actually, that Instagram. I would like to read. So, guys, I lo- we love your messages. Like, yeah. we, we screenshot your messages. Yeah, we, want you, yeah it's, we literally, like, when, like, if we, like, interactions that we have on Instagram again through like dms or, or or discord or anything like we have like our own group chat that all three of us talk in and we are constantly sending each other screenshots of like messages that you guys send us and then we like be like oh shit that's so cool so you guys are we're always talking about what you guys are saying to us so like we want you to know like it is not you, your support does not fall on deaf ears at all like the, like the amount of times that like Ed will send a message that of someone who he was talking to or someone who dm'd him over instagram and we'll have like a whole conversation about it through the group chat that the three of us have. I yeah, mean, I do like do a lot day. of the social media, so nine times out of ten when you're talking to somebody, you're talking to me. Yeah. Um, but So this is a gentleman named Jack who messaged us April 28th, and he said, I discovered your podcast two weeks ago and have listened to each episode twice. I'm 50 and have been studying in Israeli style for a year and a half. My son and I left this school and have been on the hunt for a place to continue our martial arts journey. Last Monday, we discovered a jiu-jitsu academy with a great instructor and solid community of practitioners. It looks as if we have found a home for martial arts in Southern Nevada. I didn't know that much about the rigors of Kung Fu, but you guys bring it. Great content, and you have been helpful in that I refuse to quit my quest for a black belt. At 50. Nice. So it's never too late. I grew up in New Jersey and missed a black belt test on two different occasions and moved to Nevada. Anyway, I enjoy what you guys are doing and hope health and success to you. And I said, thank you so much, my friend. It means the world to us to hear your feedback and to know that we've had a positive impact on your journey. Best of luck with your training and your endeavors. And I wish you the absolute best and success in achieving your black belt dream. You know, it, so it, cool. it just it really means the world that we can affect people in this way. Like, you know, uh, 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 imagine where we could go, what we've done already and where we could go from here. Yeah, you know what We're I mean. Communicating with people on the other side of the world—it's so yeah, freaking even the, cool. Yeah, That's mean, a very basic level, too. I mean, it's, even, ve- it's very emotional. Like I'm getting emotional. Like no, it, it's, it definitely, it's, it definitely. Again, like just having like people in like England or other countries being like, "Hey, totally love what you're doing. It's helping me get through the day, or it's helping me helping me train." It's like like that's. That's bananas. Like that's a ridiculous thing, you know. Thank God, man. It's crazy. Yeah, seriously. Thank well, God. Great. Really grateful when you guys reach out. It's it's really cool to yeah, talk it, to all like, of you. And, and and I hope that really does come through. Like like we really we're trying to express it the best we can, but like it really is like mind boggling. Like just like you guys responding in the way that you are to like just our like kung fu life ramblings is re- <laughs> is really really it, yeah. It, it, it it's it's a, it's a level of it's a level of it instills a level of meaning, I think, in all of us to a certain degree that we probably haven't really felt before. Uh, it's it's really something special. While this is not like a spiritual podcast, and while we do not want to like promote mysticism in Kung Fu. But we are all in robes right now. That's, that's... <laughs> and we're about to go sacrifice a chicken right after we sign off. <laughs> and a goat. Uh, and a goat. Um, we're making kebabs, boys. <laughs> I, 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 I just, I, I did feel a, a call 
and my spirit to do this. And even if the whole goal was to help those two people, then it's a success. You know what I mean? Right. So just thank I just think if we didn't lose you at this point of our ranting and thanking and talking about Patreon and I was getting completely off topic and you're still listening, I want to put out there a five minute a day for the next 30 day meditation challenge that we're going to be taking part in as well. Um, That's right. Once the this challenge. episode is posted. So I think by the time we post this episode, that'll be the official start day of the five minutes a day for 30 days. Yep. I think five minutes a day for 30 days is enough to make it five minutes a day for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? To really establish that habitual, just taking five minutes to yourself, even if it's in the car, in the sauna, at the gym, in your office, just five minutes, turn everything off, close your eyes and just breathe and just focus on the breath. And whether that for you, whether meditation for you is a completely mechanical practice or meditation for you is a way for you to connect with the divine, whatever that is, find what it means for you and connect with that. Yeah. Every day for five minutes and see where that takes you. You know, I think right. it'll be important for the three of us as well. Yeah. Without, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited to start that challenge. You texted me about it and I was like, yeah, I'm on board with that 100%. We could push it an extra week. We could do four weeks. Yeah, you know, well, whatever you like. Yeah, no, five weeks. I'm yeah. definitely with it. But also, when it comes to just how applicable this is, you don't have to be sitting Indian style on the floor in like a lotus position with your, you know, with your uh, thumb and middle finger uh, pinched. You know, that's not politically correct. The politically correct way to say that is crisscross applesauce. Crisscross applesauce. Excuse, I'm sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> Off to the gulags with you. <laughs> no, I don't mean to be put in politically incorrect prison, but even like we, like I mentioned. We, I'm in Facebook jail. Like Ed mentioned, you, you get to work. You, you've got five minutes before you need to go in and punch in. You just sit in the seat you're already in, in your car, and just close your eyes and just think about breathing and just breathe. And that's it. Empty your brain. Set a timer. Set a little a little uh, alarm on your phone. And when I say empty your brain, I don't mean think about nothing. Think about breathing. Think about just that's it. Um, It'll probably help you out a lot, and we're going to experience that alongside you. On it. Just on a nice, equally meaningful note, when you guys said PC jail, it made me think of, like, Facebook jail, but in real life. And what I think that is, is, like, you in a corner of, like, someone's yard, and it's just Mark Zuckerberg with, like, a big stick. Just, <laughs> just, just like, liberally covered in sunblock, so you can't, like, you can't grab him. And he just is so pale. And he's just looking at you with bloodshot eyes. Just <laughs> not it's... blinking because he's not a human. Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah. Oh, so, I'm so scared. I just thought that could be a good... You know, if I could, like, Amazon Prime a sleep paralysis demon to everyone who's listening, that's it. I was going to say, I'm going to bed after we finish no, this. No, you're fucking, no, the fuck you're <laughs> not. Not, not so, anymore. Mark Zuckerberg's You are ready for work wow. right now. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg's Brush pale teeth, silhouette. have an omelet, and stay up for the next five hours <laughs> and go to work. In fear. It's a white-knuckled <laughs> nap. <laughs> for me, yeah. uh, I would say, just to tie everything together, uh, I think it's important to be able to... Realize the power that you have in taking fault and responsibility for uh, what you can and the amount of introspection and um, just um, momentum that that brings to your life. On top of that, uh, getting a good through that, getting a good handle of your um, work life, training life balance and knowing that your commitments and you prioritizing yourself helps you prioritize the people in your life that you should be prioritizing because if they prioritize you they know that like what's important to you is in essence important to them so right yeah 
think that's a great place to wrap it, boys. Never settle. <laughs> so thank you to our our patrons, our listeners, our fans. Thank you. This has been the Martial Mind Podcast. <laughs>